1: Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke free, spit free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: Mallor here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
3: it gives me a lot of hope. If you
0: liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9.
3: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as
0: part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hello and welcome. It's our number one, hour one of our radio program recorded for the podcast format overnight while you were likely sleeping. And here in hour number one, we take a brief look at the play-in games in the NBA, but the meat of this lead in hour one, the A block, what do you make of Russell Westbrook saying that there's no bad blood with Kevin Durant, his former comrade from Oklahoma City? Now, Kevin Durant also attempted to toss ice water on the rivalry with Russell Westbrook. Do you believe Durant? And what are the chances that Russell Westbrook, in that Clippers uniform, changes his checkered playoff history? We'll talk about that as well. Give it up for our number one. Here it is. Some say going for broke, but we like to say going for brook. We'll explain. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere in unison as we avoid the dunk tank. We try to avoid that dunk tank. Coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and satisfyingly Powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the box. What's in the box? The chatterbox. We are broadcasting live from the tirerack.com studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Our lead this hour comes from Pro Bouncy Ball. Another night of the play-in tournament. Woo! Riveting. The 10-9 matchup. And if you're old enough to remember just a few years ago when if you finished in 10th or 9th, you just waited for the lottery, and that was that. But now, like everything else in the world, ah, we'll give you a mulligan. We'll give you a do-over, chance to make up for it. So the teams that were lottery bound prior to Adam Silver getting a wild hair up his keister were on the court and we had the Eastern Conference game the Chicago Bulls in Canada. Oh ka and it looked like this was going to be a domination situation for our Canadian brothers and sisters. But in the end, the Bulls rally back, they end up beating the Raptors in Toronto. Toronto had a nine-point lead going to the fourth quarter. They were up 81-72 going to the fourth quarter. And then Hindenburg, kaboom, over the final 12 minutes. Fred Van Vleet taking a ride on the wild side over at the Vomit Comet. He was bad. Defense was bad. The Bulls outscored the Raptors 37-24. They shot over 60%, almost 65% from the floor to close the game out. Final 12 minutes. And Zach Levine, 39 points, but 13 of them in the fourth quarter. And so Chicago, with that win, they will travel to take on Miami to play the Heat. The winner becomes the number eight seed, gets to play the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you add Oklahoma City, OKC, and New Orleans. Now, when these two teams get together, you throw out the records and you break your television just in case you might actually watch the game. But they squared up in the Bayou, former Clipper Shea Gilgus-Alexander, with a big second half in this game. He had 32 points, and Josh Giddy, the Aussie. Here's an Aussie basketball player who's actually good, unlike that turd Ben Simmons. Josh Giddy, this guy's a good player, and he had 31. So in the end, it was a close game, but the Thunder pull it out. They come back, and they win by five. So they now travel to take on the Timberwolves for the eighth seed in the playoffs. And that is on the line on Friday. But neither of these games is worthy of a full of monologue. There's not enough razzmatazz. We don't talk about losers, and all these teams are losers. So we will turn our attention to a playoff team. Playoffs? And there's one guy in pro-bouncy ball who's feeding the content machine more than anybody. And we're not going broke. We're going Brooke, as in Russell Westbrook. If you didn't see this, and maybe not. Russell Westbrook. Former MVP, he's now playing for the People's team, and he is matched up against Kevin Durant in the opening round of the playoffs to get started this weekend. They will go face-to-face, belly-to-belly, although they don't actually guard each other. But Durant and Westbrook, who famously played together, if you're old, you might remember. I'm barely old enough to remember when they played together in OKC. And this will be the first time in a playoff environment that these two guys go against each other. It has been well-documented over the years that Russell Westbrook has a sour sour taste in his mouth for Kevin Durant. He has not exactly hid from that over the years. Until now, until now, Russell Westbrook was asked. We have some audio we're going to play for you. So Russell Westbrook was asked if it's going to be odd playing against Kevin Durant, considering the – Much ballyhooed matchups in the past. Now, what do you think Russell Westbrook said? Do you think Russell Westbrook said, yeah, I hate that guy. He's a scumbag. B, he did me dirty. Or C, no comment. How about D, none of the above? So as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape.
3: Nothing? That would be normal for me.
4: Uh I think people still think like, there's some beef or something. There's no beef of any sort. I think that's a, a, a good narrative for the uh, <laughs> for media, for people to talk about. But there's no beef, man. I got uh, nothing but respect for him and things he's done uh, with his career and having to see him back from injury. Uh There's no beef at all, but he knows I'm going to compete, and I know he's going to compete, and that's all it is. All
2: right, so Russell Westbrook, we actually had our microphone in Santa Barbara. We were recording that. Our mic was in Santa Barbara. He was in uh, the South Bay. So let us discuss the question What do you make of Russell Westbrook? You just heard the sound bite. If you could make it out, you had to turn your, your device up. But Russell Westbrook, what do you make of him saying there is no bad blood with Kevin Durant? No bad blood with Kevin Durant. That's what he said. He said it. All right. So I've got Wendy's 1 Flowers. And the land. And we will combine all of these things together, and that will be the foundation for this Maller monologue rocking the Maller militia. So, uh, A, Russell Westbrook is playing for the good guys now. I'm pulling for Russell Westbrook, but he is not believable. He is not believable with this little diatribe. It did not pass my sniff test, and I'll tell you what. Russell Westbrook is the elephant man, meaning he has the memory of an elephant. And I relate to him because I'm the same way. And most people are wired that way. If somebody does you dirty, you remember and you don't forget. You don't let it get away from you. Now, they say that time heals all wounds. That's a saying, that's an expression, but there are exceptions to that expression. Kevin Durant delivered a violent punch to Russell Westbrook's solar plexus. And these guys were side-by-side, the dynamic duo in OKC. Right there. Durant and Westbrook, they they had famously played in the Western Conference Finals. They lost a seven-game series to Golden State in 2016. And then it happened. A moment that all these years later, those that were there still are shocked by, that Durant went full Judas and joined the Warriors, the team that Oklahoma City lost to, an act of betrayal, but more importantly, in the context of Westbrook and Durant playing each other in this Clippers-Sun series, you look at that and you say, wait a minute, that was a vote of no confidence for Westbrook, that Durant's like, you're not good enough, you're a stiff, and maybe he was right on that, but if you're Westbrook, you're not liking that. So excuse my French, right, Russell Westbrook, He's playing nice right now, which is odd. He normally doesn't play like that, but we don't buy it. We don't buy it. It sounds to me, when we played that clip, and I hope you could make it out, I know the audio quality was not great, but it sounded like Russ was working at Wendy's, but we're going back a couple of generations to the 1980s, an old marketing slogan of, where's the beef? But instead of saying, where's the beef, Russ said, no beef. He said no beef, not once, not twice, but three times in roughly 15 to 20 seconds. So that became a talking point. It's like, no beef, no beef. Methinks the basketball player protests a wee bit much, a wee bit much. And then I went back and I pulled out the old FBI handbook of lying, something we've used in the past. And I said, wait a minute, let me examine what's going on. So the determination. The verdict is in, in my opinion, Russell Westbrook guilty of fibbing. Guilty of fibbing. What's my evidence? Two words. Body language. Westbrook can't see it because we're on radio, but his eyes were darting back and forth. And it says in the FBI Handbook of Lying that people's eyes usually dart back and forth when they feel uncomfortable. And then there was rapid blinking by Russ. And that is something when you're stressed out from lying about what you're talking about, you will blink in rapid succession. So those are a couple of dead giveaways. Now, page two here, Kevin Durant. We don't have the audio on this, but Durant also tossed ice water on the rivalry with Russell Westbrook and spoke in niceties about Westbrook and the competitive fire of Westbrook. Do you believe Durant? On this one, I actually do believe Kevin Durant. So I disagree with Westbrook, but I agree with Durant that Durant's not really that worried about all this because the Bad Blood Expressway, it's a one-way street is what it is. Like the, The Bad Blood Expressway, you can say it's a highway to hell, but it's only going one way. Durant is the one that left the relationship. He's the one that went to divorce court. So he left Westbrook high and dry in the Dust Bowl. So from the slim Reaper's side of the aisle, where I sit, he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just wanted to play somewhere else. Not my fault. I did what I had to do. It's not personal, it's just business. I love when people say that. So now Durant, here he is, not wanting to give any bulletin board material like he ever cared about that. But he's working at one eight hundred flowers. He's delivering a, a nice bouquet of flowers to Westbrook. But watch out. Those flowers have thorns, so be careful. Alright, last word here. What are the chances just between me and you and a lamppost that's down there. What are the chances that Russell Westbrook changes the course of his playoff history? So, looking ahead as a distant relative of Nostradamus and friend of Nostradinus, pretty Pretty damn good. This is why Westbrook chose the Clippers. This is why he picked the people's team. You got Paul George, who's out of the lineup. Westbrook slides into the big chair. He climbs up the ladder. He's now the wingman in this matchup with the Suns. Side by side, you got Kawhi Leonard, who's the the top guy. But you got Westbrook over there. The claw oozes with playoff success. And this postseason is a trip to the land. Not Cleveland for Russell Westbrook, but as in the land of opportunity, Russell Westbrook has the keyboard. Got the keyboard right there in front of him to do a Hollywood-style rewrite of his postseason history. It's right there in front of him. He's been known as the Tasmanian Devil. We've been one of the great critics of Westbrook over the years, that he's often out of control, that He's the whirling dervish at the end of games, and he's fine for the first 43 minutes of a playoff game, and then the final five minutes, maybe even more, maybe even less than that, say he's fine for the first 46 you know, minutes of the game, but the last couple of minutes, he'll kill you with a hero ball. And so this is a chance here to undergo a metamorphosis from chaotic to meticulous, and I will guarantee you That the Suns are undercover, freaking out about this matchup. They mortgaged the franchise to get the bohemian baller, Kevin Durant, who's also fragile, like most of these stars in the NBA today. But Russell Westbrook, he knows better than any other player in the NBA. He knows the kryptonite of Durant, he knows what gets under Durant's skin, he knows the weak spots, the blind spots in Durant's game, and he will give that intel that cheat code to the Clipper coaches in the locker room. And you pester KD, you look around, Chris Paul's washed up. He's done. Uh, He's washed up. Uh, Devin Booker's not all that good. So the Clippers, even without Paul George, still have more top-to-bottom talent than Phoenix, which is shocking. It tells you how how weak that Suns roster is. And you've got an opportunity here. The People's team in great shape. Big underdog, a lot of low-information fans think the Suns are going to win on a cakewalk, and the savvy gamblers are like, no, no, this is a money-making opportunity with the Clippers. And Kevin Durant's having heartburn thinking about this series and how embarrassing this will be, almost as embarrassing as building a super team with the Nets and then winning nothing with Kyrie Irving, picking Kyrie as your, your sidekick. But it's going to be a long, painful matchup for Durant. And the Suns, I'll tell you what right now, I'll I'll tell you this. The Suns better win both those first games at home because they're going to be going into a hornet's nest. Clipper Darrell's house, the clip joint, uh, after that in that playoff series. It is the Ben Maller Show. If you'd like to comment on any of that, you can join us here at 877-99 on Fox. 877. 96-6369. Nine nine six six three six nine. Also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. A couple of big revelations from the play-in fugaziness that took place in the NBA over the last couple of days. One of them involves the blame game. The other, what about a nine-year-old girl? Could she be the MVP of the play-in tournament? We'll get to that. And we will do it next. He blew me off at a hotel near LAX.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m.
2: Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
1: app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
7: to start listening
4: you can be a one percenter studies show that more than 244 million american adults listen to the radio each month but only one percent actually contribute content you can join that small fraternity of p1s on the ben Maller show it is painless and simple just follow your host on twitter he's at ben Mallor. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your news guy, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. I'll put my stick right in your mouth That's if you don't listen for the entire show because in the final hour, it's Puck the World, my weekly NHL report. Tell you who's in the playoffs, who's out of the playoffs, all that kind of good stuff. And now live from the Tyrac.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Robin Vegas uh, writes in. He
2: says, uh, I hate to agree with you, Benjamin, but your Clippers are in great shape at upsetting the not-so-mighty Suns. What? Wouldn't be shocked if the Clippers take this series in five games. Rob. Oh, thank you, Rob. I appreciate that support. Dog writes in. Says, all I'm hearing is Russell Westbrook still has beef, and he's going to destroy Kevin Durant this series. That's great news for the – For the Clippers. And very bad news for the fanless Suns. Yeah, not a lot of Suns fans. They don't really exist. Ryan Wrightson says, in your monologue, you forgot to mention that your boy, Russell Westbrook, cannot shoot. He cannot shoot the damn ball. Yes, he can pass the ball. He can rebound the ball. He can drive to the basket. He'll blow past Chris Paul. The ghost of Chris Paul. Justin in Cincinnati and now in the Enchanted Forest says, Robbie needs a shout-out tonight. It's been a a rough day. Who? Well, that's his buddy, Justin in the Enchanted Forest. His buddy's Robbie, the the long-suffering Mariner fan. They're they're besties. Shane of the – and we don't do shout-outs. You know that. We don't do shout-outs. Chris in Des Moines says, The Bulls charged into Toronto and made the Raptors extinct, says Chris the excited Chicago Bulls fan. A guy named Astro writes in, so you know they don't have a lot of integrity when they have Astro in their name. He says, did you just say with confidence that Devin Booker is not that good? Man. All right, yes, Astro. Uh, maybe your hearing's not that good because of all the trash can banging the Astros and the whistles and all the noise makers the Astros use uh, when they've, uh, they've cheated baseball and cheated ethics and sports and morality. Um, So you you might not understand it, but yeah, Devin Booker's a dime a dozen guy. He scores a lot of points and low information fans like yourself, Astro think he's better than he is. But my memory of Devin Booker, to me, the signature memory of Devin Booker is last year, game seven in the Valley of the sun, Mavericks and Suns, big matchup, right? Big matchup game seven at home. Devin Booker. If I remember correctly, while he was on the court, the Suns were outscored by 41 points at home in a game seven. At home in a game seven. That's Devin Booker. He's got the nice car. Looks good when he's driving at the arena, but you can't depend on that guy. And wasn't Devin Booker also out there when the Phoenix Suns gagged against the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals the year prior? I believe he was. I believe he was. Not that good. Sorry. Not sorry. Uh, what else do we have? Chip in the queue says, A plus on the Mallard monologue. Sounds to me like you are trying to speak the idea of Russell Westbrook's Clippers defeating Kevin Durant's sons into existence. I'm not speaking into existence. It's already out there. People are ignoring it. It's already out there. It's in the world. It's our, It's right there. You can see it. You can almost touch it. You'll be able to touch it soon enough. And the real basketball fans know what's going on, and I'm just the messenger. I am just the messenger. That's all. All I am. Scotty writes in, and says hard to call a fan base that has seen a uh, has uh, seen a finals fanless. Uh, they at least uh, he says the uh, the Clippers uh, won't be tied with Memphis in Western Conference final appearances after this season. Uh, go Grizz. Uh, that's uh, Scotty who did not. Spell some words right there, Scotty. You should have paid more attention in elementary school. I mean, you're not that stupid. Your teachers probably taught you how to spell. Jeff writes in from Tulsa. He says, "Big Ben, I have never asked you for a shout out before, but maybe a little something uh, for my mother uh, who who uh, who who passed earlier this week." Well, Jeff, uh, as you know, I, I and your mom knows this. I mean, she's she's crossed over, but uh, your mom knows I cannot, unfortunately, uh, do. Do shout-outs, uh, but I I do send my my condolences, and uh, but uh, I'm sure your mom did a, a fine job with you, Jeff, and, and raised you properly, and uh, that's a that is a that is a tough one. I lost my mom ten years ago, and it is uh, you, you never quite get over it, but you gotta continue on. You gotta keep the uh, the good fight going there, Jeff. But uh, thank you for the, for that. Uh, what else do we have? Page down here. Uh, Brandon writes in and says, I can see the Clippers get past the Suns. And I can see both LA teams meeting in the conference finals, Brendan says. But I have to hand it to you, eleven straight, he says, over the us. I guess he's representing the Lakers. Until we beat the Clippers, I don't expect the Lakers to beat your team. But to say the Clippers run LA without a championship is asinine. Well, this is this is the problem, Brendan. You're stuck in that old school mindset, and you, you gotta you gotta get with the times. The, the Clippers are about to have a better arena. They've got the richest owner in all of sport in North America. Uh, they've got a more loyal fan base, a real fan base that doesn't just you know, depend what? on championships and and the cachet of being like if you're a Clipper fan, you're a real fan. You're a hardcore fan. Look at Clipper Darrell. The greatest example. Is these guys they play that Clipper Darrell drop all the time because they're jealous because there's nobody like Clipper Darrell that likes Laker, the Lakers. Laker. Yeah, play that. Play it. That's my guy Clipper Darrell. And I, and the greatest Clipper fan I know, this guy uh, you get sucker punched by thug security guards that dump that's an arena drop. in downtown right there. And uh, you play a little drop there because you're jealous. Where's you they wish you had, they had they a guy like Clipper Daryl as they're a fan they're of they're your team, they're they're and you don't. The Lakers are Hollywood. Nobody likes Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't make any good movies anymore. The Clippers are the working class team. They're the people's team. Wrong. And that's the reality. We all know it. You want to deny it and talk about your, your old dying celebrities, uh, Hollywood crowd that goes to those games, that's fine i be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller
1: Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
2: What do you get when you combine a
7: three-time Manager of the Year and a three-time National Sports Writer of the
2: Year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in In the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio
7: app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
7: to start listening
4: well Ben I, th- I think I'm gonna either spoil or tease the story oh. you were about to talk Wait, about did
2: you not give the Dodger score
4: I didn't give the Dodger score you want to give the Dodger score is you that don't a fun think fact
2: that's a game of no it's a bad it's job okay. by you Eddie it's one uh, of our big affiliates in the number one radio market in Los Angeles and you don't give the Dodger score I mean what kind of reporting is that Eddie uh Dodgers oh. won wow fun fact fun fact fun fact fun fact So the Dodgers won. Max Muncy won home run derby in San Francisco. He actually owns the Giants. But here's the fun fact. Max Muncy came into San Francisco with two stinking RBIs on the year. And now the Dodgers leave San Francisco. Max Muncy has a share of the National League RBI lead with 14 runs batted in. Thank you very much, Gigantes. Good pitching by those Giants. Good job by you.
4: Yeah, that's that's not, my fun fact, Eddie. Nah, it's not that fun. It's a great uh, Like fun like fact. most of your fun facts, really not that fun.
2: No, they're really they're a lot of fun. Roberto, they're fun, aren't they, Roberto? That one was fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. He liked
4: it. That's a fun fact right there. All right, let's get back to the NBA Bulls versus Raptors and the daughter of one of the players possibly playing a role in. Oh, you're spoiling my! I like that Eddie knows that I'm about to do a story and
2: still does it anyway, knowing that this does not end up on the podcast version of the show, thus sabotaging the show. So that's that's uh, friendly fire, Eddie Garcia. Friendly fire, Garcia. That could be a new nickname, Friendly Fire Garcia. I don't need
4: any more nicknames.
2: Well, you do the story. I'm not going to ignore you, and then I'll do my version of the story. So go ahead. Well, Toronto was
4: 18 for 36 from the free throw line, which is not good. Uh, and if you were watching the game or maybe even listening... You didn't even watch the game. You may have have heard... You didn't watch the game.
2: You read a wire story on this. I heard heard the
4: highlight. You may have heard a girl screaming at the top of her lungs while the Raptors were shooting free throws. And who was that? It was the daughter of one DeMar DeRozan. Did you know your daughter was good at free throw (laughs) defense. Man, i just seen it. She would... Sure, viral.
2: <laughs> I haven't let it soak in yet. Everybody keeps saying, you know, but that's her. I kept hearing some um, during the game. Then it was one free throw. Something somebody missed, and I looked back and I was like, "Damn,
4: that's my daughter screaming." So I was just making sure she was alright, though. So does Demar Derozan bring her on the road to Miami?
2: Holy crap! I'm pretty sure. I, I think I, I. I mean, Eddie, I I don't know that we should anyone know how we make the hot dogs around here, um, but. Uh, I, I'm going to move on, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller show on Fox. <laughs> the Ben Maller, this is unbelievable. This is one of the great atrocities I've ever seen in the history of the show, what Eddie Garcia just did. And I'm going to explain in a second what Garcia just did here. But this is, this blows me away. This absolutely blows me away. All right, th- this portion of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place, bundle and save at Progressive.com. So my man Eddie does not like the NBA. He doesn't watch the NBA. That's fine. And I'm down on the NBA, but I watch. I I do my job. Part of the job is you got to watch the games, and then you react to what happens in the game. So I'm watching these crap games in the NBA, and I see DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming, and it becomes part of the broadcast. So then I, I track down, this is how we make the hot dogs. So I track down a soundbite of DeMar DeRozan talking about his daughter. I then send it to Coop, who then puts it in the system for me to use on the show as a, as a tease for the, uh, the show. My man Eddie comes in here like a wrecking ball and plays the clip that I, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, what is that? Unbelievable! Friendly fire, friendly fire by Eddie Garcia, right there. Friendly fire, and what about a nine-year-old girl, the the daughter of DeMar DeRozan? And we actually have the clip. This is, I guess, Eddie didn't see this on the cut sheet, or he would have played this also. Do we have the clip of the girl? This is what it sounded like for those of you that weren't watching the game because you don't like the NBA. But is it? I believe her name is Deard DeRozan. I believe that's her name. She's nine years old. And uh, here is... Wait, wait, what, wait hold on. Hold on what, before you what, play it. Yes, cool. His name's... Her name's what? Uh, It's D-I-A-R. Oh, okay. D R. DeRozan. DeMar I and D-R? The, i Yes. Cool. I didn't name her. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, she that's had, their... Thing, whatever. Clarify. Maybe they all... You know, some families, the names all start with, like, the same letter. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like a thing. Anyway, here is <laughs> here is D R. DeRozan, the nine-year-old daughter of... DeMar DeRozan, this is what the noise she was making every time the Raptors were shooting foul shots.
4: Here's how it sounded. <laughs> Play it again! Play minute. it again! What did Play they, it again! What, did they mic her up? <laughs> oh, that's got to be a drop on the show.
2: This has to be a drop on the show. <laughs>
4: so So great
2: now here's a question for the we'll do a round rob on this is this good parenting or bad parenting? because i've seen some people say that's not right you know she should sit there she shouldn't you know you know be like you know screaming at the players and stuff like that she's nine years old i disagree i'm all about it yeah this is great. great she's a better fan she's a great fan i love this
4: that's She's helping right. her dad out. I mean, are you kidding me? I know. Well, that was – come on. And if you're an NBA player, shouldn't you be able to make free throws regardless of what's going on, screaming, yeah. w- waving of hands, well, regardless? <laughs> 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 we should play that when hollering James falls asleep to see people do yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I am told at in a do-or-die playoff game, there's a stat for everything, do-or-die playoff situation. In 54 years, the the most foul shots missed by a team in a do-or-die playoff uh, situation in 54 years. you got to go back to the 1969 Lakers in Game 7 of the NBA Finals when they missed 19 shots. Toronto was 18 of 36 from the foul line in this game. And so DeMar DeRozan's daughter gets a special game ball for that performance. Where did you
4: find that... That clip at?
2: I have no life at it. I just
4: scan... Uh, scan well, I mean, it. I actually heard a play-by-play yeah. of, like, yeah. through the radio broadcast. No, I you could seen, hear you could hear her screaming, but that sounded like they put a mic in her face. It, they had just... the camera in her face. It, it, yeah, somebody oh, was right right, on good her.
2: lord. Yeah. Well, it's perfect. She's a cute little nine-year-old girl. That's great television. People love that. And like they, they weren't at home either, right? Like, that was in... Yeah, well, she—I guess she was maybe—I don't know if she was born in Toronto, but Demar Derozan played for the Raptors. Oh yeah, that's so. true. That's, that's true.
4: He that's did true. say afterwards he she wanted to go, and he wasn't sure he'd bring her because she had school. Oh, and yeah. then he finally decided, okay, you can miss a day of school. Hey, the, I'll tell
2: you what, right now, boys, if the if the Raptors if the uh, Bulls rather win on Friday against the Heat, and then they go to the playoffs and do something, I mean, she's going to get like her own bobblehead, right, or a whistle. I, Jordan, I am Carter, all whisper. for it,
7: and I and I like the like you know supporting her dad, and I'm, I'm I'm you know watching the clips, and she's into the game, and that's awesome. Yeah. If I was a Toronto fan sitting anywhere oh. near her, I would be so <laughs> irritated.
2: <laughs> no, wow. they're good Canadians. They're going to go eat some poutine. They'll be all right.
4: There. Stick some poutine in my ears. Yeah, that would be
2: headache headache fuel. It's the Ben Malles show on Fox. You got the blame game, and we will have the NHL puckum. To pacify Eddie will take some calls as well. Here's the who am I game. Linus Olmark of the Bruins who? this week. He won his 40th game. He became the second goaltender in Bruins history with a 40 win season. Joining me, Linus Olmark of the Bruins. He is 46 and one this year. The Bruins setting the record for regular season success. And Olmark became the second goaltender in Bruins history to have a 40 win season joining me. Who am I? The answer. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: The Ben Maller Show is a sports take invention lab by night. Enhance your listening experience by chaperoning Big Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. Put your stamp on our proprietary blend of unique features such as Lame Jokes and Ask Ben, which is coming up in Hour 3 of this program, by contributing content. And now live from the tyrack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Ferg Dogger writes in and says, "Hey, you
2: know, you should do two fun facts an hour to punish Eddie." I uh, think about that. Maybe I will. I'll consider it. Here, here's the Who Am I game, and while we'll the NHL puck him in a bit, we'll take a call as well. Linus Olmark improved to forty-six and one this season to become the second goaltender in Bruins history with a forty-win season. He joins me. Who am I? That is the question. And what is the answer? And we'll go page down here. Evgeny Nabokov from Fields of Green. Rocky and Bullwinker Winkle. I guess, by Cowboy Killer. Who else do we have? Can't read that. Connor Hellebuck from Shane in Des Moines. That's the Winnipeg Jets legend. The Casey Carr hauler. Going with Hope Solo. Ken Dryden, guessed by the Midnight Walker. Ferg Dog says his favorite goaltender, Vladimir Putin. Well, how did you find that photo of Putin eating the sandwich like that? That's impressive. Uh, who else do we have? Marty McSorley, late-night steering wheel holder's answer. Page down. Classy Freddie Blassie from Rob in Vegas, the Clipper fans. Sophie Vergara from the Dixter parody account. Sawman says a Russian guy is the answer. Evil Knievel guessed by Rich. Page down, page down. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from Double O Mexican in San Diego. Linus Van Pelt from Milkman Mike in Colorado. Uh, Christops Porzingis guessed by Shane, uh, Sean. That's Sean in Portland. Eddie Kicksave Garcia from Malaprop Guy. Ty Domi from Miguel on Fire. Eddie, what say you, Eddie?
4: I'm going to go with uh, Tiny Thompson. Tiny
2: Thompson, a fine name. No, that is incorrect, but this is also a good name, Eddie. Early 1980s Boston Bruins. I love this name. Pete Peters. Isn't that a great name? That's Pete Peters. That sounds like a fake name. 1983 Boston Bruins. Pete Peters. At 40 wins. Let's take a call. We'll say hello to the Scrooge in the Bay Area. Hello, Scrooge. Welcome. Scrooge has exited the building. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Paul. Well, Paul, what's going on? You are on the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Welcome, Paul. Ben Maller, thank you for taking my call. I no, it's about Plastered Petey. Paul! Plastered Paul's awake! The ratings ch- are going up, up shifts. and away! Sorry. Oh, my God. I've been changing shifts at my casino. Sorry. Uh, listen, I forgot about Petey, but I was going to say Billy Smith from the Islanders, but... Oh, God, I totally forgot about Petey. How you been, man? Oh, well, thanks for asking. Do you care how I'm doing? You're worried about how I'm doing? Come on, you always bash me. I let you bash me. You I know don't know what bash I mean? you. That is incorrect. I, listen, you're a star. You're an overnight star. When 98% of people are sleeping, you are a superstar. I did, superstar. Win. I did win. You didn't uh, win. Ben Mello. Won what? I'm gonna, my question to you is right here, right now. I don't like how these NBA players don't play with the two take. We have a problem in the gambling world, okay? And I'll well, get you, off you, here. You, you, I I you, you, no you, you, you only have a problem if you're still betting on these games, knowing that. Ben Mello, we have a problem in the NBA with these players. With hey Paul, can you? Paul, can you hold I on? I know, sec, Paul? I know the doctor. Paul, I know the Paul.
0: doctor and and, oh, and the Paul, team.
2: hold on a sec, Paul. Hold on, I got to do this. I got this NHL thing I got to do. Can you hold on? All right, who cares? Hold on. Let's get to it. Time now for the NHL Puckham. We're gonna pick a goaltender and two skaters. Is this the last time we're doing this? The regular season ends this week, so will we be able? I guess we can do it for the first round of the playoffs, at least. Maybe the first second round of the playoffs. Damn right. The, yeah, like I'm asking Eddie. That's I. Like, that's like asking a lawyer if you have a case or a doctor if you have a problem. That's right. <laughs> I don't see the order, so that means I'm going to go first. That's the rule on the show. If I don't get the order, I go first. So oh, I am going seems to fair. take. That is fair. Uh, I'll take Sydney. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to take Sydney. No, you will take Sydney. I'll take Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Go ahead, Eddie.
4: Uh, let's go with uh, Leon, Leon Drysidle. Cool. Nate McKinnon,
2: uh, Roberto, back to back.
1: Sergei Bobrovsky.
2: All right, one more. Uh,
1: David Pasternak. All right, Coop.
2: Uh, Alex Ovechkin. Eddie. I'll take Jack Hughes. Okay, uh, I got uh, David Pasternak just and I'll picked take
3: Pasternak. I wasn't listening. Page <laughs> <Hidge> Thompson. Sidney <laughs> Crosby
2: again. Nathan McKinnon. I just yeah. I picked McKinnon. Oh my God! Right, Nikita You're... Kucherov. I got him. I got Kucherov. I got Coochie. Yeah, but you didn't get uh,
1: David Pasternak. I, I got Pasternak.
2: Jesus. I don't like Pasternak. Stuart Skinner. It's too filling.
1: The bit's over. Miko Rantanen. oh Philip, Philip Gustafson. Spell that. Miko Rantanen. Better help.